Welcome to the Liberty Mom Radio Podcast Show. This is Chris Kimball hosting today. We're part of the Loving Liberty Network. And Liberty Moms are the real Secretary of Defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. And now, more than ever, we are needing Liberty Moms to stand up, Liberty Moms and Dads, and get engaged in what is happening in our world. We've had um, a new administration Um, take over the White House, and in the first 100 days, it has not been pleasant at all with uh, what we're seeing happening in our our country, in the world, and these um, policies that are coming from a national level are starting to seep into the, the fabric of our local communities, and my guest today is Tracy Henderson. She's part of the board of Utah Parents United, and that is a grassroots organization that just ha- just kind of swelled up in the last, I would say, like six months, you know, something like that. And, and I think I saw 4,000 members. And so Tracy um, helps with their um, legal issues. She's an attorney. And uh, I, I want to bring Tracy on. Thank you for joining me today, Tracy. Thank you for having me, Chris. Happy to be here. Yeah, so is that about right, about six months? Or is it- so Utah Parents United was founded by Corinne Johnson, as I understand it, about 10 months ago okay. or so. Uh, was- we, yeah, we just hit over 12,000 members, actually. The, oh, wow. Yeah, the, the Facebook page, Utah Parents United Focused in Education, is about 4,000, 4,100, somewhere around there. But when you sign up on utahparentsunited.org, it goes to a you know a system that records your email, and that's how we're counting how many members. And we just hit over twelve thousand. Wow. So. Okay. So that's in ten months, and I do. I I think Corinne's uh, where they got started initially was with the um, the school closure because school was supposed to start in the fall, and different district is districts were um, oh gosh deciding on whether they would do in person instruction or online instruction. And Davis was just being ridiculous. And so um, I think that's where, yeah, Corinne got um, started with that, plus with the masking and and all that. So they've been taking on a lot of um, issues that really affect um, children and actually really have helped empower parents. That's so helpful because these parents who... You cannot take on these um, bureaucracies, these boards, when you're just one single parent. I mean, you can, but it's not It's not pleasant, and it's not pretty, and it's not effective. No, it's not effective. Yeah, I think, honestly, just to give a counterexample, I've been talking, some, talking to some friends in California who are watching what we're doing here in Utah and watching our success on the news because we've been on the national news, like on CRT issue recently, and they are all feeling defeated. 
And one of the interesting contrasts is there's a bunch of fractured parents' rights organizations in California. They're not together. And so if they had come together, you kind of would build that energy of support, right? That's where you keep going. If, you know, you, you've, you've got the pain of dealing with your suffering child by yourself. You can commiserate, if you will, and, and empower each other. And that's what's really creating the success here in Utah, I think, hands down. And I liken it to a marathon. I don't know if used to be a marathon runner, um, and they used to have this great run called the Beta Breakers in San Francisco, and they would every this wave of people would stop in the egg, and they would start doing YMCA from a balcony, and we would all stop and start doing YMCA. You could just feel that energy. There's nothing like it, and that's that's how I feel when we're connected across the state. So, yeah, it, it truly, truly does make a difference because I've been involved in education issues for, I would say, at least 10 years. And uh, Common Core did light up a lot of parents, but I've not seen this level and broad spread um, support of parents until this year. And I think it's because um, it's just directly affected everybody's individual child and it's not been it's it's been abusive it's not been um anything that's been productive for children i mean to sit in a mask i was thinking about this the children are sitting in a mask seven to eight hours a day you know it's horrifying to me honestly it, it is and then online learning we know how that has been so disastrous for so many students i mean um there's you know, Chris, I gave my phone number out. I, so one of the campaigns that Utah Parents United did was the mask where you walk into school without a mask on April 12th. And they did rallies all over the state, as you know, at the district office. And so I had been um, dragged through a casino, handcuffed to a bench, screamed out for two hours and charged with the crime of trespass. And ever since that moment, I've never worn a mask ever. Um, I had to learn how to deal with that kind of persecution. So I did this video of here's what they could possibly do. Cause you've got parents whose hearts are beating really fast. What's going to happen when I bring my child to school without a mask. And in that video, I gave out my phone number and I said, call me. And they did. And, they, and Corinne gave a phone number out. And so we have been hearing story after story after story. And it's just heartbreaking. Most recently, not specifically on the issue of masks as, as I met a woman whose daughter was 22 years old who killed herself because she didn't want to live in the world of COVID. So yeah, the impact is real and it's very significant across the state. It is. And right now our children are the last ones that are being forced to mask because starting tomorrow. And I got this information from Utah Parents United. That's why I want so many if parents, if you are not connected into this group, you need to be like pronto. Okay. Yeah. Not only will you be, surrounded by other um, parents who are concerned about their children and receiving resources, but you can get educated on the late breaking news that's happening that affects your children. But they, they had a post that tomorrow on um, the 15th of May, government employees, including our governor, no longer have to wear a mask. Isn't that fantastic? No one, no one in Utah has to wear a mask except our children in a classroom sitting at their desk. They're not on top of each other. They're at their <laughs> desk. You know, they have to still be masked. Only yeah. our who are the least at risk of this whole uh, COVID virus 
issue. There's only one answer for that. It's political. I mean, if that is not evidence that this masking of children is arbitrary, I don't know what is. I mean, forget forget pushing back and forth with this study or that study or masks work or they don't work. Forget it. It's about a parent's right to choose. But if you need evidence that these masks don't work or aren't important, that's it. Right? It makes it, it, I'll tell you, so yesterday was a very difficult day for me. I think um, it seems, so for some, some the response is, oh, great, what a good compromise. For me. So explain I, the compromise. Explain the, what this well, we get, we get masks off kids before the end of school and not just next year. So we get a little more time with unmasked kids. So it's kind of a good compromise, wouldn't you say? Well, and how, how many days? How many days do they get to not have their mask on, Tracy? Well, for Canyon School District, where my daughter's a freshman at Alta, it's a week. So basically, uh, I talked to the assistant principal, and they are starting to spread the word that masks come off the 24th of May. For another parent, for example, I don't know what district she's in, it's June 2nd. So it, it's, it's your last week of school, wherever you are in the state, there's no masks. And, you know, what's it, so the reaction for some of the parents is, oh, this is a great compromise. I, re, I appreciate that professionalism. I appreciate that collegiality attitude. But for a lot of parents across the state, that's another few weeks of pure hell. Kids come home at night and cry themselves to sleep. Kids are getting headaches. There's a school in Tuoli, Tuoli, I, I don't know. Tuila. Tuila. Thank you. I, for yeah. some reason, I never say just that. Don't again. even look at the spelling. It's just Tuila. Don't look at the spelling because it should be Tuli. You are correct. <laughs> Tuila. I'm sorry, Tuila County people. I don't mean to do that. But there, the nurse there has decided, and one particular parent, she's decided, and the school's decided that the child has to wear a face shield, despite the fact that they have a medical exemption, which says nothing on the child's face. So, you know, it goes, it, and she's, she's taking her kid out of school. They refuse to allow her child to go to school unless they wear the face shield, which imagine for a young child, how humiliating that would be. You look like, you know, unless you get into it and say maybe you're Darth Vader or something, but it's humiliating. So it's just. Exactly. So Tracy, we've got to take a quick break here. We're going to be back. I'm talking with Tracy Henderson, talking about the mask mandate against our children here in Utah. We'll be right back after this quick break. stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're 
are doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NLS consumer access. Number 3030. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. And my special guest is Tracy Henderson with Utah Parents United. And in the first segment, we've been discussing the ridiculousness of this mandate, how everyone else in Utah, including our governor, he gets to go mask-free starting tomorrow. But no, he's going to force our children to continue to wear masks until their last few days of school. There's there's this control issue going on. And as um, Tracy was mentioning on our break, uh, what is so heartbreaking are you might have a child that maybe doesn't have any issues with it, but there's a lot of children that do. And this should just be a parental choice issue. This is the bottom, bottom core underlying issue that needs to be addressed and as a parent, you would know whether your child benefits from a mask or not. And so you get calls, right, Tracy? I get, I get many, many calls. And I, like I was telling you on the break, it finally hit me later last night because I was so upset yesterday of all the hard work we've put in. But what really upset me personally is all the suffering that's going on across the state. And I, I get the calls. I get the Marco Polos. I get the telegrams. I get the emails. Uh, it's just, it's, it's one or two more weeks of hell for these parents. Uh, you know, and I, it doesn't make any sense. And, and then you get these school boards and school districts that are sending out emails in the fifth paragraph after saying we have followed the COVID restrictions 
and done such a good job keeping everything clean. Oh, by the way, masks can come off. So me as a parent, I wouldn't even have read that far in the email, right? <laughs> you know, And they're encouraging parents to continue to wear the mask. It's just time to be done. For the love of God, please, let's just be done with this. It's, it doesn't work. It, it, they, they're, yeah. So well, I'm just... The but, fact that they've conceded and felt like, okay, you know what? We can give them... Oh, what I love, though, is the verbiage. The governor is going to allow our children... <laughs> to take their masks off the last few days of school. He's going to allow that because he is in control. He is our king now. Okay, he has undermined parents and taken away their authority to make medical decisions for their children. He's decided he knows best for your child. That is so wrong on so many levels. And right now, if you're listening to this, I want you to call 801-538-1000. And I don't care if you call it multiple times. I'm telling you at least to call it once, but feel free to leave him a message and let him know that if no one else has to wear a mask, then we need to get our children a mask. That type of abuse needs to end, and we need to restore parental rights. And here's another thought, too, Chris, is I, I was thinking about how to deal with it. And all, you always need to be professional and respectful, Right. But one thing I was would suggest is you say, you know, why, what's the difference between now and a week or two weeks from now? What's the difference? For you, it might not mean anything, right? For me, here is why my child is suff- going to suffer for two more weeks. And leave that voicemail. Send that email. And, yes. you know, and, and if you can't get a it's really frustrating to get a hold of the governor. You leave it as a community comment or community outreach comment. And who knows if they even listen to him. So if that's not satisfying, I would find Sid Dixon, the state superintendent's email, and send her your story. Send her that information. She's actually asking for information stories on CRT. So she should be willing to listen and acknowledge stories on masks and how you feel about test to play, test to or test or vaccinate to play. You know, flood Sid Dixon's email. She needs to understand what's really happening across the state. Exactly. So that's, Tracy, you bring up a really important point because it is important that we be respectful. And uh, it's also important that you share your own personal stories, your own personal um, tragedies that are happening with your children. And they need to hear that. And I would say add that to your state legislator and state senator as well, because they're in the mix in all of this and they're in a, another branch of our of our government that um, represents us and they are separate from the executive branch and they need to hear from us as well so that they can take that message when they go to talk to the executive branch and say, you know what, we're hearing from parents and they do not. I mean, that's what's happened is um, I know uh, Representative Ray was saying he's the one that um, uh, co-sponsored or sponsored SB 294, which lifted the COVID restrictions eventually. And uh, he just said parents want their children unmasked. Yeah. And Representative Lyman and Christensen. And, you know, just to that point, we met, Utah Parents United met with the president of the Senate. I think it's Senator Adams. And he had um, orchestrated, along with his colleagues, obviously, the special session. Now, one thing I'm unclear about is is they are calling a special session May 19th. I'm unclear at this minute whether Governor Cox actually is calling it or whether the, the legislature is calling it, but it's happening. 
And what we did is with Utah Parents United is we flooded the governor's office on the issue of CRT, right? We, to communicate to him to put this on the special agenda, special legislative session agenda, say that 10 times fast. So that, because if we don't block that now in Utah, it will become part of federal funding across the United States and schools, if they take the money, they will have to implement the curriculum that parents, so many parents are not happy with. So, so we, it works when you, what was happening before this is we were being told that, for example, CRT wasn't really an issue in the view of the legislators minds. What are you, what are you talking about? What, what's the problem? Nobody's talking to me about this issue. Soon as, soon as the parents reached out and expressed themselves, people realized it was a problem. So the power of the parent voice is, is immense. So yes, please reach out to your legislator and build a relationship. You know, and so when they email you or you call, they say, hey, Joe, how's it going? You know, build that relationship. Get 20 of your friends to build that relationship. It really matters. They will listen to you if there's enough of you. Yes, it, it really, really does. And uh, CRT, for those that may not be familiar with that little acronym, is critical race theory. And that is something that the current administration who's occupying the White House has wanted to implement into public education. And they have a mechanism to do that through Common Core. And as long as the, the, the uh, I guess the districts, if they decide to take the money, um, the funding for it, then it, it gets put into our public education system. Correct. Correct. And there's a, I think the federal registry, if you could Google that, you could learn more about it, but it's May 19th is the end date for public comment. And so there's a yeah. special session here and we're, you know, we're pushing the mass, we're pushing the test to play, the vaccine to play, to try to get it on the special session so that next year we're not dealing with any of this, but right. it, a very tight timeline. It is a tight timeline. And it's also important to let our listeners know that they can make comment on that national registry for the um, May 19th deadline. It's open to anybody making comments. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So here in Utah, that's a national um, registry and I'll see if I can find that. It, okay. What I'll do listeners, I will find the link and I'll post it in the show notes so that um, you'll have that link and then you can make your own comments um, about critical race theory. Okay and how we don't want that in our schools and it's not the place for it. And it's definitely damaging and super harmful to our, to our children. Um, so what I think is interesting um, before we head to the break is there was a meeting just this week with governor Cox, governor DeWine and, Oh, am I going to remember the third? There's I believe three Republican governors meeting with president Biden and it's, Interesting because since that meeting, they kind of have the same plan. Oh, that we meeting! Have, did you watch President that meeting? Chris? Did you watch that meeting between Cox and Biden? Did you watch I, it? No, you should go watch I, it. It will make your stomach turn. I, you know, I'll need to take some anti um, <laughs> anti anti nausea pills <laughs> before I do that, but. Um, we're heading off to a break, so we want to talk about that and what they discussed when we get back. But we're here on the Liberty Mom Show. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a few
We're back here on the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today on the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their homes, their children, and their communities. And you don't want to mess with a Liberty Mom. I mean, we've been watching um, on viral videos and on national TV where parents are showing up at school board meetings and they're expressing their um, disfavor and uh, unhappiness with how the board is dealing with their children, the type of curriculum, the type of policies. And they're starting to realize that the school board is kind of a, um, a little protected club and they, they're used to just kind of playing alone in their sandbox by themselves. <laughs> Nobody's in there with them. And then all of a sudden, like the people who vote for them are showing up and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait just a minute. <laughs> be playing with us and this is you and so um we saw that just um gosh a week or so ago you and i were at the granite school board meeting yes we saw parents show up and they were there for uh mostly the mask issue i think on that particular evening and this is crazy because the Granite School District has a po- student population of, I believe, around 65,000 students. It's one really of the largest school districts in the whole entire state. Wow. Yes, they allow three people to talk at their meeting. Just three. Three. Okay. Now, I came from Davis District um, up north. It's smaller, Davis School District, but they at least allowed six. They were like, okay, we can have some people talk. And then uh, Canyons, which, again, is a, is a fairly good-sized district, they actually allow 12. Yeah, it was 12, but it was two, it was 60 seconds or two minutes? 60 seconds, I think. And, and I'm, you know what, and I'm fine with being concise and, and making a point within a minute when you've got a lot of parents, um, because that happens in the legislative session. I mean, you, no, you don't need five minutes to make a point because as long as people are making different points or making their point that's specific to their child, you can really get concise in your messaging. But uh, t- it was very interesting um, to see that the board, even though in on their website, it says that they can make allowances. The board has the, the latitude to allow for more public comment. They did not. That's exactly what they should have done. I think that was the mistake they made. First they planted, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm told that they planted a um, union rep and a teacher who basically stood up there in front of those hundreds of parents and said, thank you so much for shoving a mask in these children's faces all year, which did not go over well with the crowd. As you could tell from what their reaction, there was a woman who was dealing with special ed, really great topic or special needs children, but not of interest to that group. And then they had one, you know, mother who spoke to the crowd, if you will. They should have, when they saw the reaction to that teacher who was, she was, she she should not have spoken for that group. It was just bad, bad planning. What they should have done is said, hey, you know, we're going to add 20 minutes to the agenda. Yet. Two minutes each, 10 more people. We're going to take a five-minute break. We'll come back and let you speak. That would have just that would have resolved it right there. Solved the exactly. problem. So I I was noticing that because as a former chair of an organization, when I was up in Davis County, I was the Davis County chair. It's up to the chair to keep the meeting decorum and to keep order in the meeting. That's 
your that's your duty under Robert's rules. And so when there started to be some heckling and pushback on that particular person's um, comments, that should have been addressed right there. And they should have just said, look, you know, here's the deal. We have decorum. We need to allow everybody an opportunity to speak. And since there's so many of you here tonight, we're going to go ahead and offer another, you know, 10 people or whatever they felt. And, you know, you have a minute or you have two minutes instead of, you know, and, and let more people speak who want to speak. Yeah. They just, they just ignored. It's like, it's like, wait, this is our sandbox. And you're not playing our sandbox. Well, and we may have three of you at a time even attempt to get in our sandbox, right? I mean, so And then they send the senator up there. Now, the backstory with the senator is, so she's my senator, Reby, I think is her name. She mm-hmm. spoke at the Canyons board meeting, and she talked about money. Now, as she walked out of the hallway, parents asked her, her constituents continued to speak, and she left. And they asked her, where are you going? Constituents are speaking. Oh, I have another meeting. So then she, that was dismissive. Then she showed up at the Jordan meeting, said the same exact thing. But what I think sent everybody over the edge and pushed it to a boiling point was when they let her speak instead of parents. They gave her parent time, as far as I'm concerned. That was it. And then when uh, Sophie went up to speak, right, the, it, it boiled over. She went up to take the mic and talk. They turned off her mic. That was it. That was it. The room erupted. They had had enough. And, you know, a lot of those parents went on Fox and Friends after that and told their point of view as to what had happened. And one of the moms had you know, been patient for 14 months with this. 14 months. So you can, you know, it's not it, it's not okay. The unprofessionalism and the decorum are important. The building of relationships are vital. But at least if you look at it from a human condition perspective, I understand what happened. I understand. They were not listened to and they were rudely cut off. Right. When you're and these parents are watching their children suffer, as you said earlier. Yep. Yep. Headaches, they're sick, they're dealing with respiratory issues, they're dealing with um, uh, traumatic um, PSD. Kids are telling other kids to put your mask back on and you'll kill grandma. Yes, yes. Bullying. Little kids. Shaming. There's so many. Yes. And they're dealing with this. And so you've got parents that are like, this is, and here's the deal. Again, this is the bottom line, even with the districts. The districts have the ability, because the language in SB 294 talks about districts may, LEAs may not have to follow the mandate. They may not need to. So they don't have to. And other districts in Utah, uh, I know Carbon, Morgan, Kane, I think it's severe. I'm trying to remember. We're up to eight. Eight, eight, okay, eight, eight districts. Plus, plus eight districts plus American Academy of Charter Schools and another charter school, the, the, the principal that was at the Provo press conference. So, yeah, several charter so, schools. Eight districts in the state of Utah now have overturned what Governor Cox and his executive office has mandated and said, no, we are going to let parents have the right to decide what their child does when they go to school. Will they wear a mask? The parents will decide that. It's all about parental rights. And so, I mean, that's an amazing number of districts that are, that are, um, um, that have overturned that. So that should encourage other parents. If you have 
a child in a district that is still insisting that they have to wear a mask for these next two weeks, you need to give them, um, you know, reach out to them on the phone, through email, all the time. This is, yes. a, I made my one phone call. No, it's consistent. This is your child. If you can't stand your ground on parental rights right now, you have lost them going forward. Amen. Exactly. That's that. It's not about the masks. It's about your right to choose. And, and in Utah, there's a state statute in the Constitution gives you a fundamental right to have open in-person school without discrimination and you shall your decisions as to medical and educational decisions shall be respected under the law so it's amazing to me that these school boards who are charged with the task of working and doing what's in the best interest of our children are, are pushing back so hard why are they pushing back so hard when it's only our children that are masked it doesn't make any sense and that to the point of the jordan school district meeting when I stayed until the end because I saw where it was going and I just sort of watched what they were doing to make, and I'm a lawyer, wanted to be there in case it got a little crazy. And I saw the police in the, through. Oh, you're talking the grand. You're talking the grand. Yeah, I'm talking grand. I saw the police across the room for backup, right? And I, so I walked over there and I just tried to smooth it over with the police. Hi, officer. How are you? What's the plan? These parents are committing crimes. Oh, officer, really? Can I help? I'm a lawyer. What's the crime? I'm, sh I'm sure they're not needing to do it. They're disrupting a meeting. And <laughs> another parent was standing next to me, and he looked it up on the internet really quick. And apparently in Utah, it is a crime to loudly disrupt a meeting in Utah. But you have to intend to do that. You have to have come in there with the intent to do it. So the Grand School District's response to this is to claim that they had to call the police to get rid of all the parents, which is absolutely false. And now they're looking into criminal charges. There's no crime. Every single one of those parents did not intend to disrupt the meeting. It, it, you know, emotions boiled over. Nobody came there with the intent to disrupt. Exactly. So I'm really disappointed in Grant's reaction to that. I'm really disappointed. Exactly. Well, we are, we're talking with Tracy Henderson. We've been discussing um, the pushback with parents, with uh, school board policies and, and uh, curriculum. We're going to finish up our last segment with Tracy, so stay with us. We'll be back after this quick break. Hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
awesome and amazing day. Hey there, friends. It's John and Chelsea Jubilee. And today we have a message for you women out there. Are you premenopausal, postmenopausal, or maybe you're in the middle of menopause right now? Ouch. Listen, we have thousands of clients that have reported reversing all of their symptoms of menopause. Or maybe you have thyroid imbalances. Same thing for those women. Listen, this is your time. Absolutely. You can reverse all of those symptoms and you can be your real joyful, exuberant, and lean self again. Ladies, I don't care if six doctors told you you can't lose that fat after menopause or in menopause. You can. We have done it hundreds and hundreds of times, even in a medical setting documented. So make your action call today. Log on to EnergizeHealth.com, EnergizeHealth.com, or call 888-444-8895. That's 888-444-8895. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Welcome back. We're in the final segment of the Liberty Mom Show. And wow, what a what a great discussion we've had with Tracy Henderson, who has joined me from Utah Parents United. And I want our listeners to know how they can get connected into your organization so that they can have access to um, the community of other parents uh, and also the information that you put out all the time educating parents on late breaking news that affects children in our state. So how the you- easy, the easy way is to go to utahparentsunited.org, scroll down where it says connect with your school district, click on there. It doesn't matter if you're a grandmother and, and you know, just click connect with your school district. If you don't have a child in the districts, it's okay. you know, theoretically you had a child at one point, it doesn't matter. Join us. Grandmas are some of the most, grandpas are some of the most powerful voices in this group. Uh, And when you click on your school district, you'll be invited to join a mobilize app. And that's where you, you sign up, you apply and they let you in. And that's how we're activating our network and staying in touch and connecting with each other in your, in your small group within your district. It's very important. And even if you don't want to, go to a school board meeting and speak, it's enough to just sign up because that increases our numbers. And when I first came to Utah in March, I think we're 9,000. Now we're at over 12,000. And we have a seat at the table when we call the governor's office or any legislator. So it's really important just to be part of us, even if it's just a number. It's so true because the fact that you've gotten so big, you can reach out. Do you think Correct. Reach out to every single person that contacts them and say, hey, can I sit and talk, sit down and talk to you? When you represent 12,000 voters, <laughs> right? 
they're going to listen. And we hope this number grows because there's plenty of parents across the state. We just have to get the word out because um, these parents have made um, the difference. And, and a lot of times I, there was one mama down in Kane County, I think, that was yep. able to flip her district on task issue. She was the first. She was she was Amber and Maddox. So Amber took Maddox to school on April 12th, said he's not wearing a mask and I'm leaving. He's staying here. And she's this sweet, demure, nice, soft-spoken woman, not a strong personality, scared to death. And she left her son there all day. He sat in the office all day doing his work because the principal didn't know what to do. Right. And the next day, King County sent out a press release saying we're letting parents decide. So one woman made a difference. And I'm not kidding. I was there at the Provo uh, press conference and I talked to her personally. So I'm not kidding. One woman made a difference. Yeah. So I, I, parents, you have a voice. And for those of you that want to make that voice louder and stronger and more powerful and influential, then you want to get involved with Utah Parents United. And I have to say, I love the fact that you have organized people by school districts because I'm from Davis County. I lived up in Davis County for 20 plus years. So I was up there. Then I moved to Salt Lake without, you know, I'm one of those Liberty grandmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! You're my favorite. You don't look like a grandma. No way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am a grandma. And and so, you know, my kids are all grown, but I'm in the Granite District. And so I, it was hard for me to to reach out to people because it's like, well, I don't have anybody in this school and I don't have anybody over here. But all of a sudden there's a network that I can start talking to parents with and educating them or, or um, hearing from their story and, and uh, making, well, and then of course Utah Parents United pops on there and, and uh, gives us information on, on board meetings. But, but now there's a community of parents that are now connected in Granite School District that didn't exist until about three months ago. It's huge. And that's, that's exactly, like, you just gave me chills because it's exactly what this is about, is empowering parents to create their own community, to, to deal with whatever it is is important to that community. And, and the stories I could tell you, Chris, are amazing. There's a woman, Harmony, in Washington County. I'll never forget this woman. Her, she took her kids to school on April 12th, maskless, and they suspended her children, suspended her children. And she was fired up. She sat me down for 45 minutes, walked, made me walk her through the health order to understand it herself. She took a group of parents and went back, and they protested every day. I think it was two weeks, maybe three weeks ago. She texted me and said, guess what? My child is going to school maskless on Monday. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. If we keep the, that's what I'm saying, Uh, listeners, if you're, and I don't care if you're out of state, you've got issues in your own state that need to be dealt with, because I know we have listeners all across America. You need to be talking to your governor, oh, except for those in Florida. <laughs> you have the, I know, DeSantos. <laughs> and, uh, but, but uh, in Utah especially, I mean, we have someone, we have a woke governor, unfortunately, who's buying into a lot of the liberal ideology that is coming from our occupier in the White House. And uh, it's, it's harming our children. And so parents have got to get engaged. And so, again, 801 538-1000 is how you leave a kind, respectful message to our governor, sharing your story. 
that our children need to be unmasked like everyone else. Everyone else in Utah gets to be unmasked starting tomorrow, except for our children. And then um, Tracy, she has, again, she's done a lot of work with um, Utah Parents United and has taken personal stories. I don't know if you want to give out your number. You might not want to, but they can contact you through Utah Parents United. They can, they can, or they can email me, tracyhendersonlaw at gmail.com. Um, there is, for I didn't realize this was a national audience, but there is a California Parents United being formed on Facebook. Uh, okay. and the objective there is to model after the success of Utah Parents United. And as I stated earlier, the challenge in California is there's all these great parents' rights groups, but they're not connected. They're fractured. So that's something. But, but to your point of Governor Cox being woke, um, I did watch, we did a quick video, Utah Parents United took some of the excerpts from the communication between Biden and Governor Cox. And as I understand it, he was one of five governors that was trying out to be on some, I don't know, group or work with, with President Biden. And he just, he made my stomach turn. He was, and with all due respect to our leader, he was pandering to the, to the president. And what really offended me was he said, you know, we really should be sending the message across the state that the way to get back to life is getting vaccinated. And that, I don't know if you know about the story of the young 17-year-old in Draper that is not having a, yeah. a reaction. That that just dismisses that situation. It, it dismisses it. It's, it needs to be a parent's choice, especially the vaccines. When you're talking about our children's health, it's, it's, it was, I was very disheartened. I was I was very disheartened by yeah, that. Somebody claims to um, follow the um, lines of liberty. You know, the government doesn't solve all our problems. That's how we can. I have a video of him at two different um, sites where he's talking about how government's not here to solve all your problems, but yet he's using his bully pulpit of governor to force everybody or to um, in, encourage because now he, if he can get around the constitution, he'd love to do a million dollar lottery. And Ugh. yeah, it, but we have a constitution that kind of prohibits that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets his um, attorneys to maybe um, sidestep that some way. Another executive order, maybe. <laughs> yeah, an executive order, right? And uh, but uh, I, I just I dislike the idea that. You know, he he's part of this little committee last week or this it was just this week earlier in the week with with President Biden and a couple of other governors. And then all of a sudden they come out with the same think, the same group think like, OK, the last week of school, we'll go ahead and throw parents a bone and just get rid of the mask. Oh, and let's go ahead and do a million dollar lottery. That's how we we'll get those hesitant vaccine people to vaccinate. You know, it's like. He's just part of this um, woke ideology that is being permeated out of out of Washington D.C. and we have it right here in our state. It's uh, yeah, and I can tell you that it's been a while since I've had this conversation. But there's a side group, and I don't know many more details. But if you email Utah Parents United, we could figure it out. <clears throat> but there's a side group trying to um, push a law, and I think it's called an initiative to be able to recall people. Right, because there's no recall provision in Utah. There, I, I'm sure you've heard about Governor Gavin Newsom is being recalled. He's it's going on the ballot in November. We got enough signatures, but there's no provision like that in Utah. So because of things like this, right, 
there there's a group trying to put that out there so that you can you know remove your and the idea really is to remove school board members <laughs> you know that are right. not respecting the rights of parents and that's yeah. the other thing about Utah Parents United is we're a five hundred one c four so we're raising money to support school board candidates that want to run on the issue of parents' right to choose. So if anybody out there is interested in becoming a school board member and they'd like public and financial support, please, by all means, reach out. We have- um, All right, Tracy, we got to catch you off. We are finishing up the show, but, and and realize that you can donate to Utah Parents United and help create that um, support. So thank you for joining me today, Tracy, and uh, thanks for all you do with Utah Parents United. Thanks, Chris, have a great day. 